Augmenter. Building AI-powered design and engineering tools beyond human imagination. Dear audience, my name is Ludmila Der. I'm the Managing Director of Elite Experts Conferences and I would like to welcome you to the next episode of the Elite Experts Conferences podcast. Whether at live events or in the digital world, we bring together cool promising tech startups with exciting innovative global players and generate a platform where the world of sustainable technology meets. Get to know the different companies, but also the inspiring leader personalities behind these brand names. Our motto is towards a better and cleaner future through knowledge transfer and technology. Let me introduce our guests today, Dr. Francesco Iorio and Dr. Massimiliano Moruzzi. Francesco Iorio is the CEO and co-founder of Augmenta. Francesco, you have a very international background. You come from Italy. You did your master's degree in software engineering at the University of Liverpool. This was followed by a number of positions in the industry in different countries, US, Japan, Ireland, just to name a few. Your 10 years at Autodesk in Toronto were probably the most significant time in your career. Your last position there was Director of Computational Science Research. Research also attracted you in parallel, and so you also completed a PhD program in Computer Science and Machine Learning. You have been in Computational Science in such diverse topics as Engineering Simulation, Mathematical Modeling, but also in Computational Biology and Generative Design. And now to our second guest, Massimiliano Moruzzi. Massimiliano joined the Augmenta team in June and is in the position as Head of Business Development and Cognitive Engineering. Massimiliano, also your life path is quite international and starts in Italy. You finished your master's studies and PhD at the Polytechnic University of Milan in Aerospace Engineering. This is also the topic you were working on before joining Augmenta. Previously, you were Director of Software R&D and Composite Applications at Ingersoll which are active in the aerospace sector. Let me give our audience a brief description of what Augmenta stands for. Augmenta has developed a unique combination of AI, computational techniques and human-machine interaction, building custom design tools that completely transform how designers, engineers and planners solve the most complex problems in their industries. We can say that you build AI-powered design and engineering tools that provide possible solutions beyond human imagination. Sounds abstract and intangible? Well, that's exactly why we have Francesco and Massimiliano in this podcast, to answer all the questions about what is meant by this, what exciting projects are involved, and whose lives can be made easier with these technologies. Of course, we will also talk about visions, about the exciting and... Let's be honest, from time to time, challenging life of a startup company about leadership and self-development. Francesco, you have a quite unusual professional path. Could you tell us how and when you discovered your love for coding and what guided you over the years in choosing your every next professional step? So my interest in computers actually started with video games. Uh, if you think about it, you know, games are, in fact, one of the most complex challenges in software development, as uh, you know, making them uh, touches several branches of computer science, you know, like simulation, computer graphics, artificial intelligence, human-machine interactions, and other. Although, you know, over time, I realized that my interest was primarily in the algorithms. 
and in their performance uh, and making the most of the computing power that I had. And so my motivation was always to see what could be done with these computers and to solve kind of more and more complex challenges. <laughs> Originally, it was really for my own satisfaction, but uh, I learned eventually that when you apply computers to solve problems faster and faster, uh, not only you can solve much harder problems over time, but you can ultimately change the perspective people have on these problems and in the end actually work differently. And so that brought me to the world of high-performance computing, artificial intelligence, and scientific computing, which is where I'm still uh, working and where I'm very happy to be. Massimiliano, and what about you? You come from the field of aerospace engineering. Of the years, the influence of computers and software in this industry, and actually in every other industry, has only increased. Did you have an interest in it when you were growing up or studying, or did it only come to light when the industry started to change more and more radically through digitalization? I've been exposed to computers via video games as the majority of my generation. However, it was never the video games that attracted my attention to computers, but rather the opportunity to create uh, something without typical limitation that you have in the physical world. And so for me, it was a very powerful tool to experiment my dream, my imagination. I still remember like it was yesterday, my mom uh, taking home from work uh, Uh, one of the first uh, personal desktop uh, from IBM. And so that night I couldn't sleep. I had to learn more about that black box. And it was the same for a few more nights until I revealed to my family my first uh, digital creation. In essence, a crude mock-up of a very famous arcade game, Pong. In time... I learned that uh, my passion is really in uh, advanced algorithms and powerful logic units such as uh, FPGA, because that provides me with the opportunity to transform any robotic system or any machinery per se in a cognitive entity. And that's what I did for major industry, aerospace, automotive, and that's what I'm doing even more in Augmenta. And that really is a great pleasure to share with you. It's always fascinating to know where the spark of enthusiasm for a subject comes from. Francesco, you're the co-founder of Augmenta. How was Augmenta founded? Or more precisely, why? What made you decide to give Augmenta an independent right to exist, so to speak? And does it have something to do with the Dreamcatcher project at Autodesk, which was initiated by you? So let me actually start with the last question and uh, work my way backwards. The concept of generative design and uh, Dreamcatcher in particular uh, came from the realization at the time that uh, additive manufacturing uh, represented an affordance and an opportunity that people were not very well equipped to leverage. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, uh, literally when you can make any shape you can dream of, what, what shape do you make? I mean, so... And so at the same time, uh, we witnessed a convergence of technology, right? So uh, in the form of uh, you know, many uh, advanced strides in artificial intelligence and the emergence of an abundant and cheap uh, cloud computation. And so uh, taking uh, this inspiration, uh, my team and I created the Dreamcatcher. 
which is a, uh, a prototype generative design tool for mechanical engineering. So instead of drawing, uh, engineers would describe their goals and uh, the system would generate uh, many viable solutions, which were you know, shapes in this case, right? And uh, each one of them actually representing different uh, pros and cons. So while we were working on Dreamcatcher, we realized quite quickly uh, that the applicability of this method was some, you know, considerably broader than just mechanical engineering. And uh, like a significant gap in the industry actually started to be quite apparent. I mean, we had seen you know, the opportunity to combine you know, much more modern AI with traditional computational methods in an unprecedented way and very applicable to several human disciplines, not simply additive manufacturing. And we also noticed uh, a gap that wasn't served by most of the AI companies because they generally seem to focus on optimizing the delivery of value rather than really being applied throughout the value creation process, and especially actually at the front of these processes. Uh, for example, you know, there were many solutions that use AI uh, for predictive maintenance and uh, quality control, uh, but not really anything in design or problem solving specifically. Uh, we also knew that we would need a very symbiotic relationship between AI and design process and truly intelligent automation that could you know, finally close the loop. And we were uh, exposed to several uh, organizations uh, worldwide, uh, spanning multiple fields of industry, where the demand actually seemed to be clearly there. And the traditional providers would not really uh, act on this demand because it was outside of their business models to pursue. And so as a factor of all of this, we saw there was an opportunity to you know, break out and start this company to provide AI-assisted design and engineering automation products and solutions. And at that time, I had known Max for a few years already. And, uh, you know, there was clearly some strong chemistry there. So, so this one evening, we were both in Tiburon, uh, north of San Francisco, for business. And I just decided to grab him. And we went for a long walk and had a conversation that was really kind of the spark that started the concept of Augmenta. And after that, we were just uh, looking out for the type of people who were on the same wavelength. And eventually, we managed to find some excellent partners to start our adventure with. It's great that everything worked out so well. Massimiliano, you joined the Augmenta team in June this year. What was so special about Augmenta that attracted you to radically change your career and to enter a lively, fast and sometimes challenging startup life? Let me start by saying that there was and still there is a strong chemistry between Francesco and I and the whole Augmenta team. I knew from the beginning that with Augmenta, I would have entered in a family sharing a similar DNA as mine. But this was as well about a unique opportunity to combine our vision, the opportunity to combine all the research that I have done in cognitive machinery versus the advanced AI-driven software that Francesco and his team have developed in the last and research for the last few years. My decision trade-off process was never about, uh, you know, job security, financial and structural support typical of a corporate versus the dynamic agility and flexibility and freedom of a startup. I had freedom in large corporate. I never liked to be caged in my life or boxed per se. 
but it was more about creating an impact, sharing a mission to augment uh, the humans and to solve complex problems. And Augmenta was and still the answer on my side. The chemistry in the team. I can really confirm that. One can feel it in every meeting with you as Augmenta team. Francesco, what is the higher meaning of Augmenta? What is your vision? So our vision is that uh, the most pressing problems facing humanity now and its future are really so complex that they cannot be solved through human experience and intuition alone. And uh, you know, the, the accumulation of tools that uh, helped us uh, to build our way here and our ways of thinking are just not enough to take us forward. And so we see really a future world uh, where the extremely challenging problems that humankind faces are regularly solved through a very different way of thinking about and seeing the world, right? So, and specifically through a strong combination of artificial intelligence, uh, simulation, uh, advanced automation, strategy, and human-centered design. And so we created this company really with the mission to engineer a new human capacity for problem solving and to make it universally accessible. So this really means giving the human race some new instruments that are kind of badly needed uh, to overcome some really impossibly hard challenges, right? So in its kind of search for not just happiness, but existence actually. And ultimately to extend people's reach uh, rather than replacing people. Uh, so we, we honestly believe that uh, the application of these technologies will really allow us to find uh, new solutions to these very complex problems. And these are like solutions that can factor in uh, a lot of the most important variables and, and, and externalities, for example, and outcomes that uh, sometimes are actually ignored Uh, like you know, sustainability, quality of life, distribution of wealth, uh, like happiness in general. That is truly a higher meaning. Massimiliano, you can probably judge it even a bit more neutrally. What of this vision is already being well implemented by the team today? Although our uh, mission, vision uh, is certainly bold uh, and ambitious, uh, we have achieved uh, important steps to ground it. We gather a team of experts that not only have the domain expertise to achieve the vision, but the passion and the mindset to work in the unknown. So in essence, in Augmenta, we do not have antibody preventing disruption or preventing new idea to emerge. Second, and I'm very proud to say that and to share that with you, Ludmilla, and the rest of the audience, we have just released both in software and hardware significant milestone. First, digital twinning manufacturing. I cannot say exactly the manufacturing process for confidentiality, but I can tell you that it's a powerful combination of state-of-the-art in surrogate model and cognitive machine, where the machine not just monitor the process, but acquire new knowledge to constantly train the surrogate model. We deliver an AI-driven MAP design and fabrication platform to a major industrial company here in North America. Uh, first uh, cognitive robotics platform for autonomous assembling of mass volume markets such as automotive and construction in general. Uh, next generation of robotics in additive manufacturing. So these are some of the steps that make Augmenta very concrete. 
brilliant news. Thank you for sharing with us and with our audience that you have reached your important milestone. Let's get onto the technical side of generative design. Francesco, you once said very provocatively in a talk, computer-aided design and manufacturing is a lie. What is behind this statement? And what does it have to do with what you created Augmenta? Well, yes, it has been uh, fun seeing people's reaction to this statement. <laughs> I mean, it is a provocative statement for sure, but uh, uh, there is actually definitely uh, some truth in it. I mean, the truth is that for the most part, uh, CAD and CAM tools are uh, drawing, documentation, uh, archival and general machinery operation tools, uh, rather than being systems that actually aid in designing and manufacturing. I mean, they've been traditionally mostly glorified electronic drawing boards and, uh, for example, machine tool path generators. I mean, they're useful to document or execute uh, the decisions you already made in your head, but not much beyond that. And I mean, this actually this really does not help uh, people overcoming their biases or provide Uh, any additional intuition because they don't really understand anything about the ultimate purpose of your designs. Right? So, so it's actually impossible for them to help you in solving your challenges. I mean, at Augmenta, our model is different and this one where uh, software and hardware are actually there to assist you in designing and in engineering. And we achieve it by combining simulation and optimization with artificial intelligence both in design systems and in the robotic systems. And so there is a continuous exchange of data between them, which means there is a continuous learning process that constantly improves both. Massimiliano, can we use a demonstrative example of how it can be actually implemented in industry? Great question, Ludmilla, and thank you for the opportunity to share an example with our audience. Let me start with an example closer to the automotive sector. Let's talk about wire harness. Wire harness is going to play a key role in the success of e-mobility. However, it has been the same for the last few decades in terms of design and fabrication. Why so? But most probably because uh, current CAD design platform cannot attack problem of that complexity where you have to simultaneously optimize for different constraints such as uh, signal noise reduction, um, optimum routing, um, connectors, uh, certification, uh, different materials uh, and so on. But uh, for an AI driven design platform it is natural to attack problem uh, with multiple constraints simultaneously. It is natural to uh, solve a problem requiring uh, heavy computational power. And so that's the reason why we have focused and released an AI-driven design MEP platform to ensure the success of uh, e-mobility. And I can give you more. What about... Um, an aircraft wing made of one component where you have an AI-driven design platform tailoring and routing your material, for example, a continuous fiber printing process in order to simultaneously accomplishing the mechanical and aerodynamics requirement of that wing. That will make aerospace so much more competitive, so much more sustainable. What about quantum computing where an AI 
driven design platform is going to craft a very bespoke geometrical pattern on top of very conductive material in order to make computational power so much faster at the speed of the synapse that's constantly happening in our brain. Here we go. You have few examples. These are just few examples. There are much more fun that we can actually see and receive from an AI-driven application. Thank you for bringing some great real examples that makes it much more tangible. This means that you can really generate designs that reach beyond the human imagination. Francesco, what kind of project processing time are we talking about? And what computing power is needed to really enjoy the advantages of AI in design? Would you like to share some examples? Oh, great question. So this is really a matter of uh, interactivity against uh, realism. Uh, I mean, more interactivity really privileges uh, quickly forming intuition and exploration, uh, kind of generally at the expense of precision, if you will. Uh, whereas on the other hand, uh, more complexity and, and computational time uh, generally uh, means more realism and really privileges informed decision-making. Uh, obviously, there are pros and cons to both, and we consider very carefully uh, when designing a system uh, what to privilege. Uh, some systems uh, can have near real-time feedback, and others actually can take you know, up to you know, several hours uh, to generate appropriate solutions. Uh, we, of course, don't want to provide a quick feedback if it turns out to be misleading. I mean, that, that would be worse. Uh, we use a variety of machine learning and surrogate modeling techniques uh, to manage the computational complexity of the simulations uh, that are necessary for generative design, uh, mostly to reduce the time as much as possible, and obviously with an eye on the cost. Right? Uh, but on the other hand, uh, all our systems are based in the cloud, and in the cloud, computational and storage resources are very abundant. Uh, they're on demand and generally pretty cheap. So effectively, organizations of any size can use our systems successfully. As complex as it might be, cloud-based applications are, of course, an advantage. Massimiliano, the vast majority of today's design programs, which are mainly used by engineers, have nothing to do with AI yet and reproduce actually what the engineer has created in her or his head. But in our conversation alone, it is quite clear what huge advantages AI brings. However, what is the acceptance in the industry? It is evident that there is a huge interest from the industry in AI and its benefits, but it is equally evident that there is a sort of disbelief or concern about AI and its true benefits. Uh, let's analyze the reason. Big percentage of the company listed uh, as AI company, they really focus in very vertical sectors such as computer vision or predictive maintenance. Uh, other big part of the company in the AI ecosystem, they focus in the development of interfaces for uh, Uh, big uh, engine like TensorFlow or uh, Microsoft, again, really focus in uh, computer vision and uh, predictive maintenance, not really an end-to-end -end solution. 
but the customer is demanding for a true disruption, is demanding for uh, an adoption and an education of the AI inside to his team. And so that's the reason why we focus in the development of application that first can cross-pollinate and share knowledge among them. So from a customer point of view, mean that every project that is going to introduce in his company that is leveraging AI is a learning for the next project that he wants to start. It's not again a starting from zero, which is a big lack right now in AI. So the lack of possibility to cross-pollinate among applications. Second is the education. You know, certainly, um, you know, is the, from a customer point of view, it seems to be challenging from his team to adopting AI. And so that's why it's we develop uh, um, next generation of user interface for each one of our application and cognitive machinery that come with the possibility to train and the opportunity to train not just themselves and to be autonomous, but to train the workforce and the team that is going to adopt them, reducing significantly the cost from a customer point of view to disrupt and to incorporate AI into their business model. Certainly, we are not the cheapest one to work with, but we help improving the portion of your business where a higher value is generated. That you don't have to start from scratch in every next project is, of course, a clear investment in the future. When one talks about AI, it may sometimes sound as if one wants to replace the engineers and designers with high-performance computers. Francesco, is there any truth to it? Oh, great question. Uh, as we said before, uh, our aim is really to extend human abilities, right? Uh, I mean, our name, Augmenta, is really an expression of that desire, that goal. And we offer really a different perspective on AI, if you will. Uh, it's just not one that displaces human ability, but rather uh, complements it and extends it. Uh, so it shouldn't be really scary. I mean, imagine if you're you know, a guitar player and you have a chance to play with one of the best jazz trumpet musicians around. I mean, I don't think you would pass on that chance because they're better than you or because you may get replaced. I mean, in fact, you know, collaborating with that musician should be a formative experience, exciting, right? So, and the same honestly should be true for our systems. I mean, in our minds, you're really acquiring new knowledge as you play with them, as you work with them. And you yourself actually contribute your own skills and expertise. So, I mean, together, you're able to create something that you could never create on your own. So, really, human beings provide an essential component to the mix, right? The role is really to understand and describe the problem, to dig really deep into the human and technical problems that they themselves or their customers have to solve. And their job is really to work with the computer, to really describe, to understand, uh, to provide feedback, and I mean, ultimately decide, right? So, while on the other hand, like the computers and the machines uh, task is really to explore, uh, to provide insight and really embody the human's decisions, right? So in this case, uh, uh, the computer really it challenges us, kind of provokes us to think about the problems in new ways, right? So just the same way the trumpet player actually challenges us to play better. Great comparison. Don't we all want to play with the professional musicians? What you do at Augmenta is quite groundbreaking and novel. 
Massimiliano, is there anything like a typical project at Augmenta? Hmm, great question. A typical project in Augmenta. Let me think. Although our projects are really unique and quite uh, groundbreaking, Ludmilla, I can identify three common denominators uh, among all the projects that we have in our portfolio. Disruption, sustainability and scalability. Let's start with disruption. Every customer that engages with Augmenta is looking to disrupt their industry and their current business model. And so for that reason, they want to partner with a company like ours because we can deliver an end-to-end solution, preventing them having to deal with a variety of different companies in order to achieve the same goal, but with a higher risk in misunderstanding and misexpectation. So Augmenta is the risking the disruption for them by delivering an end-to-end solution. Number two, sustainability. In every solution that we are developing, sustainability is part of the, is a core part of the design. And so uh, heavy automation, Um, sustainable material like uh, composite, natural fiber, recycled plastic, or uh, energy saving via uh, next generation of battery, um, specific uh, energy distribution and management through uh, the entire plant are common denominator among all of our uh, application in order to deliver a true sustainability solution to our customer. Number three, Scalability. Every application that we develop is web-based. Uh, every machine that we design and fabricate is self-training and autonomous in order to guarantee a heavily scalable solution uh, without any limitation in terms of uh, geographical deployment or um, resource availability per se. Disruption, sustainability, scalability. These are stable pillars on which you can build. In contrast to the previous question, Francesco, what have been the most unusual projects that you can openly speak about so far? Oh, well, uh, I'm inclined to say that uh, uh, there isn't really such thing as an unusual project at, at Augmenta. Uh, I mean, it's true that uh, our thinking started in additive manufacturing and, and robotics, uh, but really the same underlying principles and approach is actually very effective in a variety of problems at many levels. So, so we get approached to uh, tackle very different challenges. I mean, for example, in transportation systems, uh, where we're looking into uh, the design of road and transit networks, but all the way to rethinking, you know, how Uh, vehicles themselves are designed as a consequence of electrification, for example. Uh, on the other hand, extending on that, we're working on some fundamental concepts on how to design and operate cities and what are the rules in that space. And honestly, we actually uh, got into conversations uh, with some organizations uh, to the point of uh, uh, understanding the usage of AI to design society models and even political systems. So. So we get uh, some unusual requests sometimes, uh, uh, but they all uh, fold into the same mindset. Uh, they use the same underlying principles. Thank you for giving some insight into the diversity of your projects. Massimiliano, have you, and I mean as Augmenta team, already established collaborations between Augmenta and other companies? 
Absolutely. We have established a relationship with major industry leaders in construction and manufacturing, as I was mentioning earlier, but we have established as well very strategic collaboration with university and research labs in critical topic and technology for us, such as the following next generation autonomous robotics for assembly line advanced sustainable material, more specifically recycled plastic, uh, composite material and natural fiber, immobility and more specific in, more specific in the immobility, uh, solid state battery and next generation of supercapacitor is the area that we are currently researching and focusing uh, up to life science. As you can see, Ludmilla, we have a great deal of fun. Yes, I can definitely see that great deal of fun and great deal of versatility in the projects. Francesco, are there any other partnerships and corporations planned? Which companies should contact you if they are interested in working with you? Well, we certainly have plans for further collaborations and partnerships. I mean, in terms of who should contact us, uh, given our breadth of expertise, our ideal partners are uh, companies who are bottlenecked by complex design and engineering workflows. Uh, for example, are very you know, labor or time and talent intensive, and especially that involve you know, risky and expensive trial and error in their processes. Uh, we also work with companies to take advantage of new technologies, such as digital twins that, that we produce, additive manufacturing, uh, novel gene editing methods or prefabrication. So the, the list is long. And all circumstances that cannot be uh, really utilized in the fullest uh, with existing design methods. I mean, we're a very high-touch company, so we generally assist organizations at any stage of preparedness, but that uh, want to explore avenues to differentiate and to leap ahead of their competition. And some examples of collaborations that we seek are, uh, for example, in autonomous assembly, Uh, and in terms of the sustainability in uh, light weighting, uh, in design and applications of metamaterials, for example, uh, on uh, supercapacitors. In the course of our conversation, you indicate more and more areas where you are active and it shows incredible variety. Soon it would be easier to say what you're not doing. Massimiliano, many projects require a high degree of interdisciplinarity. How do you use the potential of interdisciplinary teams at Augmenta to your advantage without having the disadvantages such as misunderstandings and mismatching expectations? Leading and managing a multidisciplinary team such as the Augmenta team is like mixing and blending a very powerful cocktail. A cocktail made of uh, strong domain expertise, huge passion, great personality. In order to unlock this powerful cocktail, we have to develop what I call a new vocabulary, a vocabulary that ensures an efficient and constructive communication among the team, a vocabulary that removes every doubt by inspiring questions, a vocabulary that ensures that every idea is properly collected, a vocabulary that inspires trust among the team and in every team player. By doing so for us, we have realized that this is not just our problem, but is the same problem that our customer is facing in adopting AI into a team that is not ready to receive such a disruptive technology. And so for this reason, we start to focus in 
user interface uh, for uh, every software application that we developed so far and cognitive machine that can not only self-train themselves, but they can train the team that is about to adopting them by leveraging a new form of AI, an AI for education. That's right, of course, because it doesn't only affect your team, but also the customers, the users. Francesco, you also have a lot of experience with interdisciplinary teams. What are your tips and tricks on how best to manage projects in an interdisciplinary team? Well, managing multidisciplinary projects uh, is really about blending different perspectives. And uh, in an organization like ours, it's a lot about juggling the passion for the research that brings excellence and the need for the development that brings the value to our clients, really. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, it all comes down to trust. Um, I mean, trust is really you know, empowering people to be responsible for their own decisions, uh, to be the authors of a piece of the story. And by definition, in a multidisciplinary team, everyone has large gaps of knowledge in uh, portions of the projects or in specific subject areas. And so trust is also you know, getting everyone comfortable to ask the stupid questions and share perspectives and get knowledge across. And as Max was saying, really, to build a shared vocabulary. Well, yes, the atmosphere in which the supposedly stupid questions can be asked releases extreme potential and generates trust. Massimiliano, how interdisciplinary is the current composition of Augmenta team? As I have indicated in my previous response, uh, the Augmenta team is like uh, a powerful cocktail. And so let's analyze uh, what are the expertise available in our team. Uh, computational geometry, modeling and simulation, machine learning, cognitive science, optimization and operation research, user experience design, human-computer interfaces, robotics and mechatronic, material science, fluid and mechanical engineer. What I just listed are our core expertise. It's like um, a symphony orchestra performing a magnificent Mozart in concert with our customer. And here we are again with our professional musicians from before. Great metaphor. Let's get a little philosophical. Francesco, how would you understand human inspiration and creativity today when this can be taken over by AI? What gives you the freedom to still be creative? Well, I think human creativity still plays a really major role. Uh, remember that we're discussing a very specific form of AI assistance here. And honestly, we don't think that our AI systems take over uh, creativity. Uh, but rather they shift it to where human creativity like flowers and truly adds more value. Uh, if you think about it, in these systems, the designer or the engineer uh, plays the role of the creative director, if you will. So they may not actually be the ones that draw the design, but you know they write the brief, they direct the work, uh, and they curate and respond to the result and they can make up their mind or change their mind based on what they see. And this is a process that really frees them to focus their creativity on the formulation of the problem and really on deeply understanding the human, uh, technically and mostly societal needs and implications that the problem exists within, like the overall context, if you will. 
And lastly, the system truly inspires uh, the users actually to think in new ways. Uh, think about it. Creativity is partly based on genius and partly on experience. And imagination is critically influenced by our experience and the environment that uh, surrounds us. So these AI systems are really designed to extend people's experiences, right? By presenting them with the opportunity to explore very broadly, discover, uh, understand compromises, and mostly approve or disprove their intuition. And so you can think of generative tools as uh, virtual environments uh, in which you're constantly exposed to radical new ideas. And uh, the future that we imagine is really one in which uh, every day uh, you'll be creating new designs and at the same time being exposed to ways of solving problems that are unlike anything that you could have thought of by just by yourself. And so these environments are really designed to you know, provoke you constantly uh, by offering, again, a combination of intuitive and counterintuitive opportunity that are all valid, right? So, so all this, I, I don't really believe it's realistic to think as uh, uh, something that stifles creativity. This, we believe that this allows to really create a new foundation for human creativity instead. Foundation for human creativity. That is, of course, a good approach and emphasizes the message that it's not human against machine. And what about you, Massimiliano? Where do you get your inspiration for new projects? Let me start by saying that I'm a strong believer in testimony of the motto, inspiration is everywhere. I'm very observant. Um, a simple walk in the park has been an inspiration uh, in my life. Uh, I like to read original books from great minds like Gauss, uh, Euler or Bernoulli. Um, I want to understand uh, the journey that they went through uh, and where they got the inspiration to unlock and to create the next uh, mathematical model or equation. Uh, I like to visit different companies outside of my domain expertise to get a new inspiration, new idea. Um, and above all, I never stop to play. I always and constantly buy new toys, some more expensive than other one for the joy of my family. But I truly believe that uh, companies are not innovating anymore because uh, their employee forgot how to play. And I'm a believer that the future belongs to those who believe in their dream, as Eleanor Roosevelt very well said. And I'm actually, I am a believer that dreams are the color in order to make inspiration getting real. Very cool attitude. This goes hand in hand with a culture where you can and should try things out and make mistakes. Like playing, there is no right or wrong, there's only fun and creativity. Let's move from inspiration to leadership, self-development and challenges. A question for both of you. You both come from the corporate environment. What have been the biggest challenges you have faced so far in your startup life? What were the lessons learned so far? Uh, well, my career started at uh, very small companies. Uh, so I was at least partly exposed to uh, the challenges and struggles early on. Uh, but at the same time, it was very clear uh, the impact that each individual has on the success of a small organization. That was tremendously exciting. I mean, corporations have a lot to offer and are uh, you know, generally structured to serve large demands and provide stability 
to organizations that rely on long process cycles, for example. Uh, while obviously startups are a lot more dynamic and can act uh, much more quickly on opportunities. But of course, at the same time, in the beginning, you're in a constant race for your survival, which is, you know, at the same time, scary and exciting. One lesson for me is that uh, the era of huge uh, corporate R&D uh, seems to be fading. And I was really exceptionally lucky uh, to have a chance to truly innovate while working for you know, a number of different large corporations. And another lesson is really that uh, nothing beats the satisfaction of working on something really groundbreaking uh, that improves the way people work. I experienced both um, small and large uh, corporation. In a small corporation, uh, you have to be very versatile. Uh, you have to be comfortable to wear multiple hats uh, in order to secure the success of the organization. Uh, vice versa, in large corporation, you have that structure, financial support and stability that are not necessarily a common denominator in small uh, company. But at the same time, they, they tend to cage you, to box you a little bit more. In startups, uh, startups are very dynamic, uh, very flexible, very responsive. But you have to be comfortable to work in the unknown. You have to be comfortable to wear your survival jacket. Uh, that is very frightening, but very exciting at the same time. Finally, I want to share two lessons with you. One, I have observed that uh, large corporate uh, do not know how to innovate anymore. They lost their capacity to do real uh, research and development. Uh, their team does not know how to play anymore. And so for that reason, there is a lack of inspiration and uh, excitement inside to this large corporation. Uh, number two, nothing is going to be more satisfying than seeing one of your dream becoming in reality in the form of a groundbreaking technology or a cognitive machine. And everyone who experienced the satisfaction or who saw a dream become a reality knows how crucial and powerful it is. Francesco, in which area are you still learning the most? Is it technical or more in the topic of leadership? Well, I'm a computer scientist, so I'm, let's say, naturally attracted to technology. And uh, I'm always eager to learn everything I can, uh, literally. I just find you know, most challenges interesting. And the application of technology to solve those challenges is just even more interesting. Uh, so I find it really that it's this kind of fundamental curiosity that, that drives me to you know, envision opportunities and to innovate ultimately. I mean, even though I've been around a while, I'm really lucky to have the opportunity to learn something new pretty much every day. And the reason is that I'm surrounded by a group of exceptionally bright and talented people. So I literally learn a lot from them. And on the other hand, you know, the projects that we work on and the problems we get exposed to just have such variety and, and depth of technical challenges. There is always something new and interesting to see. Uh, about leadership, I mean, I've been in charge of R&D teams for, well, yeah, many years now. <laughs> Uh, but I always want to learn and improve as a leader because, honestly, I think there is no end to improving on how you inspire, trust and take care of your people. That is very balanced. Massimiliano, how do you handle difficulties? 
What is your strategy when things are not going so well? First, let me start by saying that I removed the word frustration from my vocabulary in my entire life. I don't get frustrated if I encounter a difficulty or a challenge. I actually consider the difficulty and the challenge as an opportunity to do better, to, to investigate more. And that uh, prevents my mind to go in a sort of depressional failure mode. Second, I like to share it. Share it with the rest of the world. Share it with an ecosystem that I created around me made of very talented and brilliant people. And by doing so, I was able to attack, address, and solve most of the difficulty and challenges that I faced so far. We all can learn from it, refocusing on opportunities and a great smart network. Francesco, what was the best advice you ever heard? Something that may have accompanied you through particularly challenging periods of your life? Well, uh, the best advice I'd ever had was to never be satisfied. Um, that means really you know, never be satisfied with the status quo, right? So I always uh, ask questions, always challenge what is the preconception. And more importantly, you know, never waste a chance to use your skills to improve uh, people's lives. And so you come to the satisfaction you mentioned earlier that you are doing the right thing to improve the life of others. Very honorable. And for you, Massimiliano, is there any advice or insight that has a significant meaning for you? Never stop dreaming. Never stop to believe in your dream. Never stop to believe that your dream can become a reality. Wow, what a powerful message. Just the right message to end our podcast on this inspiring and strong note. Thank you, Francesco. Thank you, Massimiliano, for being our guests on the Elite Experts Conferences podcast today and for letting us learn more about your augmented technology. I'm fascinated by the diversity of your expertise and your projects. In the automotive sector alone, you have projects that deal with automation, with design, with material science in lightweight construction, with battery design and so much more. And the great thing is that the automotive industry is only one of the relevant industries for you. And everyone who will work with you will immediately notice and feel how much passion and inner conviction you put into your work. It's a completely different experience to work with such inspiring personalities. It was a great pleasure to have you here. I wish you all the best for your future. And to match Massimiliano's words, may your boldest dreams come true. Thank you, Ludmila, for having us here. Uh, it was a pleasure having this conversation. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. Uh, we hope we've given everyone some new ideas uh, around how AI uh, can be applied to the problems they're trying to solve. Thank you, Ludmila, for this great opportunity to share our passion and vision with you and the rest of the audience. We hope that we shed a new light and spark a new interest in you and your audience to work with us in discovering AI and its true potential. There are many ways to achieve a more sustainable future. There are many companies and innovative leaders who choose and actively go very different ways. Let's just not forget one thing. No matter how different the ways are, the big goal is one and the same. See you very soon in the next episode. <laughs>